0: How's
1: that? Hi, everybody! Welcome to Busy Living Sofa. Busy Living Sofa. Busy Living Sober. Wow. It's episode two sixty six.
0: We get a new twist on that song.
1: I know. At the end, I go sober. Very
0: nice. It was fun because
1: we. Um, I'm gonna put my. I'll put my baseball cap backwards too, so we can be like the backwards okay. big baseball cool. cap people. We were at a party this weekend with some songwriters and i'm talking to them about actually doing a song for busy living sober how really? cool would that be for busy living life
0: i know a good song is 99 bottles of beer on the wall yeah i don't think that's a good one considering okay. we're sober All right. but we
1: are going to start having guests that aren't sober and we're going to start just having some more busy living life but that will be coming soon
0: but these are so. going to be interesting people
1: interesting people with exactly. interesting lives with interesting lives yes nice for busy living life, interesting lives, on mm-hmm. busy living life. It'll probably be by around the first of the year, I'm thinking, by the time I get it all put together.
0: Okay, something, something to look forward to.
1: Something fun. There you go. Yeah, never a dull moment. Nice. Nice, nice. stuff. Uh-huh. So we had a big week. As we do, This the beginning of October is always big for us. Why is that?
0: Well, let's see. Um, oh, that's right, because it's your birthday month.
1: Well, not only that. It was
0: Busy's birthday yesterday. Yes, it
1: was. But what was Sunday?
0: Sunday was my AA anniversary.
1: Okay. It was your sober anniversary. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to particularly, because we we don't have to use A. But But that's what I use.
0: So, sorry.
1: All right. So, there you go. I'm not politically
0: correct. You're not? (laughs) What can I say?
1: (laughs) So, he had 23 years of sobriety, continuous sobriety. Correct. That's a lot.
0: It's a lot of days
1: how'd you do it
0: one day at a time
1: that's what you say all the time yeah that's not that fun our listeners are probably like okay give me something bigger give me something more
0: well i i really didn't do it you know i think i truly believe that the, you know that my higher power did it for me i don't believe i did it myself um i really don't think that i had <clears throat> much to do with it at all in fact you know i just the higher power um Really, seem when I look back at it now, I can see how how he really orchestrated events to uh, to get me, you know, to be in a place where I would have to stop drinking for just a little while, and uh, and I maintained that.
1: So tell us what it was like, just because if people don't remember, because you haven't been on in a really long time. So what was it like when you were drinking? Tell us what it was like, because we were we were actually in Maine, as you guys could see from last week, but Mm -hmm. we were in Maine and we drove from Maine to Boston, Massachusetts, and we were in the car and I was like, what was it like for you? Because it was actually the, the last day you had drank was yes. 23 years ago was Saturday, which was the 2nd of October. Correct. And so we were driving in the car down, you know-
0: To the airport.
1: To the airport. Mm-hmm. And I said to you in the car, what was it like 23 years ago? And so why don't you tell us, because I'm sure there's people out there that might be listening that can say, what was it, what happened and how did you make it work so that you could get 23 years?
0: Well, my, um, you know, my thing with my drinking was that um, I spent years and years and years um, trying to figure out how to do it successfully. You know, it says in, uh, in the literature that I like to read, it talks about, you know, great obsession of of every abnormal drinker is that he can control and enjoys drinking and uh you know I didn't know that I was doing that but that would, uh, that's what I kept doing I just I I uh I don't have an off switch I didn't realize that and uh you know so <clears throat> I would go out and, you know time after time after time and try to figure out like like this time I'm gonna like not being a blackout, this time I'm going to come home at a decent hour, this time I'm going to do this, this time I'm going to do that, but I kept kind of, you know, the same thing kept happening over and over and over again, and, uh, you know, the reason being is, it turns out I'm an alcoholic. I didn't know that. I didn't think about it, um, you know, and I never thought about, uh, I never thought about stopping drinking. I never thought about maybe I should stop You know, I just always kept thinking, I must, I'm just not doing it right. I try something different, try something different, try something different, which I kept doing. And, you know, and it kept, I was spiraling. It was getting worse and worse. Um, You know, um, consequences were, were getting troublesome. And in fact, the last time I went out, um, that last day that I drank, I really was one of those days where I like, I had a day off of work. I was going to go play golf with this guy that I did business with. And I really thought, okay, we're teeing off early. This is great. Play golf. We'll have lunch, you know, and, uh, well, we'll if we have lunch, we'll have a drink or two we'll have a couple of beers and then, you know, I'll be home. I'll be back by two o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I can spend the afternoon doing stuff around the house, hanging out with the kids, whatever was sort of my plan in the back of my mind. But being a person without an off switch didn't happen that way, you know, cause we played golf, we had lunch and, uh, you know, we just kept drinking. The guy that I was with at the time was also a very heavy drinker. And, uh, we drank and drank and drank. I ended up in a blackout. I ended up, um, getting, uh, arrested for DUI. Um, and, uh, you know, all this stuff happened like before eight o'clock at night, it was crazy. Like I was picked up, uh, booked. Somebody got me from the station, took me back to the house. Um, and, uh, you know, at that point in time, um, I still wasn't thinking that I should quit drinking, but I knew that um, I was on very thin ice in a lot of different ways. And uh, so, you know, what I did was I got a, a little proactive. Um, I talked to uh, legal counsel. I found out in you know in the state that I was in what the the process was and what I'd have to do. Um, you know, because I was arrested for DUI, and there was, you had to do a couple different programs, and this and that, and I thought, okay, I'll just, I'm going to do all this stuff, um, do all these programs before I even go see the judge, and he'll think I'm a Boy Scout, and, you know, it'll all blow over, and it'll be fine, and uh, so what happened was, I went to uh, this, this outpatient thing that they made everybody do in my county at the time, and uh, I met with this therapist who uh you know said uh you know are you serious about getting sober I don't know what to say so I said yeah and she handed me a meeting list and she said well good because we can't help you here but these people can help you and so if you're really serious you will have gone to a meeting before you see me next which is day after tomorrow and uh you know it's funny ironic where I lived at the time at this big long driveway and uh on this side of the driveway was a bar that I went to all the time. And on this side drive, it was a church that I'd never been to in my life. And I looked at that meeting list, and wouldn't you know that uh, they have a meeting in that church one night a week? And it was the night before I had to go see this lady again the next day. So that was my first meeting um, that I went to ever. And uh, I haven't had a drink ever since then, you know, in spite of my best efforts. Um, And I wasn't planning on not drinking. I wasn't planning on quitting. I wasn't planning on doing anything. I was just planning on letting the heat die down a little bit. And uh, so maybe I've been just doing that for the past 23 years. I don't know, but I really believe that the higher power put me there and uh, made circumstances such that it was in my, I knew it was in my best interest to not pick up for at least a while. And what he did, there's a couple of things that they say is like, you know, don't leave before the miracle happens. And, uh, they also say, um, you know, that you, uh, you need to, you need to hear what you need to hear. And, uh, you know, and it, it took a while, but I finally heard it. I heard this guy say, if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. And I was like, oh my God, that's the answer. That's the thing I never tried. Right. Cause I was always trying to not get drunk. And, uh, but I never tried not drinking. And I realized I had been not drinking for months and months and months, and I hadn't been drunk that entire time. It just, all came together for me in that in that instant.
1: And now I'm going to bring up some things that I might be a tough question. Mm-hmm. So if we were to fast forward to 2022, okay. 2021, um, where we are today, what has gone on from COVID, and knowing that a lot of people are, um, a lot of people are, um, struggling because that, that thing of going into that meeting you talked about at the end of your driveway, you knew you were going to go into this room at the end of your driveway. You have to walk in. There's a whole thing of walking into a room that is different than going on a screen. I believe Mm -hmm. it puts you in a sense of vulnerability. It puts you in a sense of, um, And I'm not saying one's better or one's worse, but it's just different. And you walk in and you have vulnerability. You have people around you. You have that sense of camaraderie because again, you're in a room with actual human beings. Mm -hmm. And given now where we are in 2021 and meetings are still not all the way up and going and in different cities, they aren't there. People are wearing masks at certain meetings. And that being said, what would your advice be to a person like you today if you were to get sober today?
0: Uh, my advice would be uh, just be open to what comes your way. You know, that person has a higher power just like I had a higher power. And, uh, you know, whether you know it or not, the higher power is gonna get you sober if that's the plan for you. So I think that, um, you know, if it was me and all there were, were Zoom meetings, like somehow he would have made that work for me, you know, because the only thing that can get in the way is of my sobriety is me. You know, I'm the only thing that can get in the way with it, uh, way of it. Um, and so I just have to stay out of my own way. And I would make that same suggestion to other people. Um, you know, I can say, I, I can say, well, you should, you know, when you make sure you pay attention and make sure, you know, you're in a, obviously you're not in a room. So, you know, you, Don't answer your phone and don't text them, you know, but it's not my job to do that, you know, that's the that's between them and their higher power, and you know it and I know it. we've met people that have just never been to a real meeting they've just been to zoom meetings and they've managed to actually get sober and stay sober so it can be done. Um, And I always, you know, I I think about. if I go, if I want to go way back in time to like 1936, 1937, and, uh, you know, how, how, how those people managed to get sober and stay sober, and their stories are in the big book, you can read them, you know, the the ones that in the beginning, but the way that worked was literally like, for a lot of people, you know, those guys, they wrote a book, and they just was all around the country and the plan was you'd be in the middle of nowhere you'd find that book you'd pick it up you'd read it and that would be it that's how it worked that was (laughs)
1: that really wasn't how it worked but it was well how it worked was and I and not to interrupt you or Mm -hmm. to, to to change what you're saying but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna help maybe to the layman person that's out there doesn't understand okay the big book is called Alcoholics Anonymous Mm -hmm. it is a it is a blue book and they call it the big book and in the big book when it was originally written in 1930 what was it 1937 yeah 37 37, I think it was 37 1937 it, it was written, and then there was an article written, and the biggest one of the biggest magazines back then was called the National. What was called the National? Norman Rockwell was always in it. The national recorder, the national reporter. Something like that. It was called the National Reporter. I'm almost positive. Mm-hmm. And the national reporter went out to people all over the world and who had subscriptions to it. So you'd wait for the mail to come, you'd get actual mail in your mailbox, mm-hmm. and you would read an article about what what this book that had just come out. And people started writing and saying, send me that book, send me that book. And from that built people getting together and meeting in actual central places like church basements Mm -hmm. and VFWs and those sort of things. But it does, I do like that you brought that back up in that people didn't have, they didn't have phones like they do today, cell phones. They had wall phones that you would go in and pick up the phone. There were no answering machines. There was nothing like that. There was no text messaging. It was all, you really had to have a desire Mm -hmm. to wanna quit drinking. And I think that even today, where people are, whatever place you're in, if you have a desire to quit drinking, there are tools that are available to you that can help you to stop drinking. And I think one of the biggest tools is obviously going to, a, it's going to Alcoholics Anonymous and going to meetings. I mm-hmm. think that is a huge tool. And from there you learn the spiritual awakening in which you've just been talking about the spiritual part of AA. Cause a lot of people are over, don't like the God it scares them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why it scares them, but obviously something happened in their past that made them wary or not believing in God. So in Alcoholics Anonymous, it isn't necessarily God as it could be good orderly direction, group of drunks, but other people that can show you how they stay sober one day at a time. And that's what for me, Alcoholics Anonymous has been. Sure. And it's that has is what has propelled me to get sober and to stay sober for the past, however many years, 15 plus years that I've been sober and you 23 years. And I don't wanna go be overshadowing the number of how many years we've been sober because we have a lot of friends. In fact, we just heard of another friend that we thought was sober. And a friend of ours told us that no, unfortunately he has gone out and he started drinking again. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens a lot. And I don't think that person needs to be shamed as much as that person needs encouragement that if you feel like you need to come back, please reach out again. Like, don't be, I know, I've heard, I have not relapsed. Have you? Nope. And I believe that coming back, I've heard from a number of people that coming back and getting sober again is very difficult Mm -hmm. after you've been sober for a continuous amount of time. My siblings, I know for that, for a fact, they used to be sober and they're not anymore. I think that the challenge is so ego-driven, meaning easing got out and it's all about, oh my God, what's everybody going to think about me? What's everybody going to say? I used to be sober and now I'm not sober. And what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, on the uh, whole relapse thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because you were kind of talking about that. And uh, uh, I was thinking, well, you know, one of the things that, that discusses in, in that big book talks about, you know, well, if you're not sure if you're an alcoholic or not, go out and try some controlled drinking and see what happens. And that's what these people that relapse are doing. They're like, whatever they get to that point, say, you know what, I can control this now. And, uh, you know, and it kind of lays out how it's going to play out, which generally isn't good. And I do believe that um, you're right, that people that have been in the program for a long time do have a hard time coming back, the ego does get in the way. And it's, I think a lot of it is like, well, how am I going to hold my head up when I used to think, all right, I have all this time and these people have this little bit of time. So I'm kind of like the expert or whatever. And well, now I'm back to square one. Um, And, you know, that's why I really don't celebrate my time that much because it's just another day and anything can happen and i'm not better than anybody else i'm not better than the next guy that has 24 hours i'm just not because i had nothing to do with it and that's where the ego has to be cast aside for me is that you know i need to realize i had nothing to do this left to my devices i'd still be doing what i was doing for 15 or 20 years you know, which was trying to figure out how to control and enjoy my drinking, as it says, you know, trying to do it without consequences. I'd still be doing that if I were still around to to even experiment. Right. Because that's, that's, that's what I would do left to my devices. So I need to have something else. I need to have some, I need to turn my, my alcoholism over to something else. And that's what happened to me when that guy said, if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. Somehow I was able to turn my alcoholism over to God, to a higher power, and just say, you know what? This isn't my fight anymore. It's your fight now. You can do it for me. I'll do what, you know, I'll do anything to do. But I, I, I lose every time I get in and try to do that fight. I lose. And I haven't lost once since I gave up the fight and let something else do it for me.
1: When I think the big thing you just mentioned is fight. And I think that one of the big things about getting sober is finally laying down that fight. It's kind of finally getting to the place where, you know what, I'm fighting this uphill battle because alcohol is a liquid. Now, this is a LaCroix, but it's a liquid in a can or in a bottle. And it is. And it's a spirit, so it changes you. And you get into this verbal fight with it, an an emotional fight with it in your head. Like, should I have it? I don't want to have it. But everybody else is doing it. So how am I going to be okay? Because everybody in our communities is doing it. Everyone's doing it. And I'm in this fight because I want to be like everybody else and I want to be able to drink like everybody else, but for some reason, every time, like you just described every time I don't think it was every time, but most times you were in trouble were due to the alcohol that was in the can or in the bottle. Mm -hmm. And why couldn't you be, and I hate this, normal, which I think is Wonder Bread, nobody's normal. I am Mm -hmm. definitely not normal, it's not normal. But white bread is normal. It has got just the brown on the sides and it's white. It's got no, you know, and I'm all about having multigrain, 12 grain. I talk about it all the time in the podcast. But I think that when we get in this battle, that we want to be normal, and now there's something wrong with us because we're not normal, and we can't partake like everybody else does, which makes us less than.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, you know. And I definitely, I, I can tell you that um, for me, my my biggest problem was when I stopped drinking at the beginning. There was that I'd been, you know, I'd been drinking for a long time, and I didn't know how to like exist without drinking like I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to talk to people I didn't know I didn't know anything because everything I did you know revolved around drinking in some fashion so I could say oh I like to ski oh I like to cook oh I like to play golf oh I like to cut the grass but it was all like an excuse for me to be able to you know have a couple cocktails while I was doing it turns out I didn't know it at the time but it turns out that was the case and uh you know The most important fact that i always need to remember is what i said earlier is that i don't have an off switch you know normal people like you said like they have an off switch and i see it all the time i watch people that have half glass of wine and they're fine and they're done because that's all they wanted and uh but i don't jf doesn't have an off switch so uh, i would take monumental effort on my part to have a half a glass of wine and say okay i'm done um and it wouldn't last long if I were trying to do that, and it's not my fault. It's just the way I am, you know. Um, and I have to say, like, God made me. I didn't make me. And, uh, you know, he made me for what he made me like that for some reason. And uh, and that's OK. I'm fine with that. But I wasn't fine with it at the beginning. You know, I thought, oh, my God, like, you know, everybody. They're going to like if people see me not drinking. What are they going to say? And I it never occurred to me like, oh my God, like these people were probably saying, thank God, look, he's finally not drinking. He's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. Um, I and, think and now I do.
1: And I think that's something to I'd like to talk about a little bit more is how hard the beginning is. I don't want to, I don't want to belittle what how hard the beginning is. The beginning of getting sober is very hard. I had so much shame. Mm-hmm. about getting sober I was like oh my god now I'm an alcoholic and an alcoholic like hangs out underneath the freeway um it was not like somebody that was actually living a productive life and I think the reason and I'm going to see if you believe this too I think I, I was just asked and I'm just going to talk about this for two seconds so I was just I'm in I'm being featured in a magazine, and the magazine said, what book would you recommend to any alcoholic out there? And for me, it was the book of Alcoholics Anonymous that you've mentioned, because Mm -hmm. in that book, it describes what I felt as an alcoholic. And if you go back to 23 years ago, when you thought about what an alcoholic was, what was an alcoholic? Uh,
0: An alcoholic was a loser, you know, it was, Somebody who was weak, and sure as hell not somebody I wanted to be, you know. And I knew I—I I actually knew I—I I, when I when I finally stopped drinking, I knew, and I was very friendly with one guy, one guy only that was in was in AA. He'd been in AA for a long time. He'd been sober for a long time, and uh, but I just knew him. I kind of knew him from this group of men that I would get together with once a year, and and. Uh, And he was like the guy that didn't drink. And, uh, so he told funny stories about when he did drink and then he went to bed at nine o'clock. And I was like, you know, I, I I liked him. He was a great guy. He was a lot of fun, but I was like, you know, like that he was, to me, he was like a guy who had like, like come back from the war and had lost both his legs, you know? And it's like, he was there and he was fun, but he couldn't do everything. Like he wasn't like, he couldn't do the stuff that everybody else did. And, uh, you know, I sure as hell didn't want to end up like that. Um, so I was like glad that he was an alcoholic and I wasn't, (laughs) And I'm happy to say with that group of men now, there's five people out of the hundreds that don't drink. So they all go to bed at 10, not nine, you know,
1: and here you are 23 years later. Mm -hmm. And would you say, do you hang out with just people that don't drink?
0: Uh, no, no, I hang out with, people that don't drink and I hang out with people that do drink and I hang out with people that you know go to meetings and I hang out with people who don't drink and don't go to meetings and you know there's a lot of variety in life and uh, they always say they used to say all the time like take what you want and leave the rest and uh, so I know for me um, that I can I can find something in anybody that I can get along with. I've never met a person, I've truly never met a person that I couldn't relate on some level about something, you know, uh, now I, I don't always want to because I'm a human being and, uh, you know, sometimes I'm a dick, but, <laughs> but the truth is like, I can relate to anybody, any person I've ever crossed paths with, I can relate to on some level. And, uh, you know, and that's a great thing. You know, the older I've gotten, Uh, the more I've been able to do that. So it makes my life nicer and richer because, you know, I don't have to immediately not like people for whatever reason.
1: Well, because we want to, we want to look at how we, at least for me, I believe we look at reasons why we don't want to do something. So when you go and you, you, I remember that when I went to like my first meetings, I'd be like, I'm not like these people. I didn't do that yet. I haven't done that. Mm. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I'm not like these people.
0: Well, I was, I actually, I have to admit like those, the first, definitely for the first six or eight weeks, when I was going to meetings. I did not believe that those people weren't drinking. I, I just didn't believe it. Um, Cause that was beyond my wildest dreams that you could actually not drink. So, what I really believe was, oh, they figured it out. What I've been trying to figure out, you know, they figured out how to, you know, be able to control it and they're fine. And so they say they're sober and that means they have like probably a couple of drinks and that's it. And so I kind of thought like, if I toe the line here and do what they're telling me to do, it's a bunch of BS, but eventually they're going to tell me the secret, you know. And then I heard the secret and the secret was if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. And, uh, but that's what I needed to hear. You know, but I really believe that I was, I was crazy. I really believed it for months. Like, ugh, you know, I remember the first meet I went to some guys like raised his hand I'm so-and-so and I, I have 30 days of sobriety. And I was like, there's BS 30 days without a drink. No human being on the planet could do that. That's what I believed. you know? And now what I've learned is that like, and I love this and I've said it before, most people don't drink most of the time. You know, how about that? I had no idea.
1: And I think that right now, if you're out there and you're battling this horrendous disease, because it is a disease, nobody wants to have a disease. Nobody wants to be able to say, I have this disease of alcoholism, but I've been drinking too much. And you know, I can get it. I mean, I seriously have been realizing like lately that during COVID, it's been very hard because they've closed a lot of stuff, but they they close meetings, like you can't go to a church. We can go to a liquor store. So that's a little tough. And if you're out there and you're like, I had sobriety and I don't have it anymore, or I've never been sober before and I really want to be, it is possible. And I know it seems like because we both have just mentioned that we've got all this time, it doesn't matter what the time is. It's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, 100%. There's no doubt. So it's only 24 hours.
1: It's only 24 hours. And that's like a hard thing to stomach is that when we first do this, it's like, how are we going to go? I was all about, how am I going go to my daughter's wedding? How am I going to go do these certain things if I can't drink? And what I realized, and I think that it's getting it down to this finite thing. Like we're only awake, get it down to this little thing. Like we're only awake. We wake up at what, six, seven in the morning and we stay up to what, 10? I mean, some people stay up later. Some people get up earlier, da, 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 not to get into the, like, Mm-hmm. the nitty-gritty of what hours you're awake, but you're only, op- for 24 hours, you're probably awake for what?
0: 18, 16.
1: 16, 18 hours.
0: Yep.
1: So you want to stay sober for 16 to 18 hours.
0: Yeah. It's manageable. And I think now, it's like if they had 23 years ago, if they said you can't drink for the next 23 years, I, I would have I think I would have shot myself. <laughs>
1: but if they said, can you not drink for 16 hours? Well,
0: what they what they told me all the time was, can you not drink today? And it, actually, they didn't say, can you? They just told me you're not going to drink today. and You're going to make a meeting. That's what they told me. It's very simple. If you want to drink, you can drink tomorrow, but not today. It's like, OK, can you go today without drinking? Yes, I can do that.
1: And so doing that one day
0: at a time. Well, then I didn't have to worry about it, you know, because that's my focus has to be. It's just for today. That's it. And I will wake up tomorrow and it's a different day because I can't I can't for me, I couldn't leave myself down because this is what a lot of people say that like, you say it's one day at a time. but You know, that's not true. You know, it's for the rest of your life. And I'm like, "Mm, I had to let go of that notion. Like, I don't think about that and it works, obviously.
1: So so I want to say thank you for coming on again. Because JF hasn't been here in months. Thanks for having me. But thanks for coming on. Thanks for saying yes. If somebody's out there and they said, all right, what have you done consistently, the same thing that you have done? If there's one thing, maybe there isn't, Mm -hmm. that you've done, for the past 23 years and three days. It's 23 years and three days. Let me finish. 23 mm -hmm. years and three days. What have you done consistently for those 23 years and three
0: days? Well, I can tell you the one thing I've done consistently is I have not picked up a drink. That's what I've done consistently. But
1: nothing else.
0: Well, the other thing I've done, but it hasn't been for 23 years and three days. See, I had this guy Pete, that about, a month into you know, being, being sober, I'm not drinking. He told me that I should every morning pray and ask God to keep me sober just for today, just for today, not for the rest of my life, not for the rest of the week, just for today. And so I've been doing that every morning for 23 years and three days, minus a month, whatever that is. <laughs>
1: So that's as easy it is. Just say, and if you don't believe in God, which he didn't really believe in God then, did you?
0: Um, I just I didn't. I was I was very wishy washy. Yes, but it didn't matter because Pete said he said just pray, and he asked me when he he said do you pray? I said no, and and he didn't say why not. He said do you think it would hurt you? And I said no, I don't think it would. And he said fine, then you just pray every day, and just you're just gonna pray doesn't matter, just do it. And he was right. You know, so I just, I, I followed Pete's advice and I was praying to nothing for the longest time. You know, it really was nothing, but over time it became something.
1: Thanks again. Sure. Congratulations. Yeah. Love okay. you. Love you too. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for this week. There we go. We'll see you next week. And if you need any questions, want to reach out, you can always reach out to Elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. That's really easy. Or busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com. Both will get to me. And remember that you are not alone. Reach out. We love you. Thank you for all of our followers. We really are. I I am so grateful for all the followers Mm -hmm. out there. Big kisses. Thank you so much. And have a fabulous day. And keep getting busy living. Sober. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Take care. See you soon.